Hola, welcome to Dismantling Diet Culture. Fuck being calladita, the only Spanglish anti-diet podcast that teaches you from a sociological lens, feminism, and intuitive eating coaching to dismantle diet culture. I'm your host, Dr. Hortense Jimenez, and I am passionate about dismantling diet culture and helping you heal your relationship with food and your body. I'm a mother, daughter, comadre, amiga, community member, professor, health coach, and published author. On this show, I share my personal experience with diet culture, tips and strategies, and educational content to help you understand diet culture and systems of oppression so that you can have the tools to challenge diet culture. Current and future generations do not deserve to inherit your diet culture trauma, and I'm here to help you. If you're on a mission to hear your body and food traumas and embody your authentic self unapologetic, welcome to Dismantling Diet Culture. Fuck being calladita. Hola, bienvenidos a Dismantling Diet Culture. Fuck being calladita. This is your host, Dr. Hortensia Jimenez. Thank you so much for joining me in this solo episode. Today, I want to talk about yo-yo dieting. We live in a society where diet culture thrives. It's worth a $72 billion industry. Imagine that. So there is extensive research that says that diets don't work. But guess what? If diet culture is worth over $70 billion, that means that it does work. It works at exploiting. (laughs) And I say exploiting because that's what it does. It exploits people's fears. It exploits people's insecurities so that they can feel insecure about their bodies so that they end up internalizing an idea that there's something wrong with their body that needs to be fixed and that this pill, this diet is the ultimate solution. You know, that's what diet culture does. It gaslights people to internalize and believe that there's something wrong. And I say this very seriously because, you know, I was one of these individuals who thought like, it's true if I only change this or if I only do this, then X, Y, and Z. In the reality, that's not true. So let's go ahead and and begin by understanding the diet culture cycle. And I want to invite you to be very compassionate with yourselves, hold space for you. Remember that this is a safe space. I created this podcast so that I feel safe to share my own experience with diet culture and also bring in BIPOC and queer folks to talk about their own experiences as professionals and individuals. And you are part of this community. You're my part of my familia in this podcast. We are creating and building community and relationships. And I want you to feel safe and I want you to be very gentle with yourself. In this podcast, we don't shame. So if you've been a chronic dieter, if you struggle with body image, there's no shame. You know what we you know who we need to put the middle finger at <laughs> diet culture. So please don't feel ashamed if you've done diets in the past. If you're struggling with your body image, there's nothing wrong with you. Nothing. Absolutely. And I know I'm going to sound like a broken record because I say this all the time. And I don't know if you hear it elsewhere, but if you don't just listen to this podcast, there's nothing wrong with you. We've been gaslighted by diet culture. And I invite you to go to my early episodes to find out what is diet culture in case you haven't done so. It is a system that is rooted in oppression, that is there to really exploit or 
insecurities and a lot of fears and make money out of that, make profit, okay? So now that we established that, I want you to be compassionate with yourself, not to judge yourself and not to have any feelings of shame, okay? And I'm included in this journey as well. So let's begin to talk about the yo-yo diet. Las dietas del yo-yo, why are they called yo-yo diets? Because it's like you go up and down, up and down, like it's not consistency. Diets are not meant to be long-term. They're not meant to be successful. Yes, people can lose weight, but may gain it within three to five years. That's what research says. So let's talk about this toxic cycle. And think about, I really want you to think about diet culture as like a toxic partner. You're a toxic partner that you have this love and hate relationship. So you may like diet culture because it's promising you that you're going to lose weight and that by losing weight somehow you're going to be worthy that you're going to be beautiful or good looking or whatever external marker society is telling you that you're going to obtain if you lose that weight so it's luring you it's telling you a a basically a fake promise so that's the toxicity part of it. It's like a love relationship because you want to believe diet culture. If I only believe this diet, no, la otra dieta no funcionó. Es que no la hice bien. No, es que no la seguí el pie de la letra. The prior diet didn't work because I didn't follow it step by step. But you know this one? Oh yeah, I got this one down. It's going to be a total success. Like you actually internalize that and you want to believe that this is it that this diet is going to make the change or the miracle, whatever that you're looking for. Okay. And then you realize, oh man, this otra dieta que no funciona. That's the hate part of it. It's like, oh, here we go again. It didn't deliver what it said it was going to deliver. And it, this is my fault. It is my fault. We actually blame ourselves for the, for failing the diet instead of blaming diet culture. ¿A poco no? Ay, es que fue mi culpa porque no la hice bien, por X cosa. Siempre nos culpamos. We blame ourselves. And I'm here to tell you that, no, this is exactly how diet culture works. It want to make you believe that it's actually your fault, that this is an individual failure. And then you feel like shit. <laughs> you feel shitty. You're like, man, I can't even follow this diet. Well, diets are not supposed to work in the first place right okay so this is what i mean by this love hate relationship and there's more to this right this part of love hate relationship has also it also entails restricting you know you want to lose the weight but then this diet tells you you can't eat certain foods or you can only eat certain amount or you can't eat after a certain time there's always some type of restriction so that's the first step okay if we look at the diet culture cycle the first one is restriction there's some type of restriction so that's already a red flag so how do we actually identify diet culture it's by looking does it have any type of restriction restriction on a um macronutrient is a restriction in terms of how much you can eat 
Is it a restriction in terms of the timing that you can only eat during certain times and how many times? Oh my gosh, I'm already tired even just by saying that. <laughs> so that's the first step is that there's some type of restriction in the diet, okay? So because you're, you are following a restriction, guess what's going to happen naturally? Your body is gonna crave the food that you're depriving your body. The more we deprive and restrict our body, of what we're not supposed to eat, guess what's going to happen? The more we're going to want it. And we're going to feel bad because we're like, I shouldn't be eating this because this is a diet that says that I should follow this. So the restriction is the first one, okay? Because you're restricting, then guess what's going to happen? You're going to end up eating that food. Not only are you going to eat it, but perhaps you're going to binge on it. You're going to eat more. You're going to eat past fullness to the point where you're like, I am stuffed, right? I'm not full, I'm stuffed. And I'm, my, my stomach now feels a little bit uncomfortable. So then you binge and this is the hard part. You're binging, right? You're eating and then you're gonna start getting some feelings. And those feelings is like, ah, uh, I feel bad. I feel bad about what I just did about eating in my case, which I've struggled in the past. And that has to do with actually food insecurity for me is that I would um, binge on chips. And let me tell you, I am here to tell you that I haven't fully um, healed my relationship with food. I struggled. And you know what I binge on? Mm -hmm. Last chips. I love Ruffles. I love Doritos. And before you know it, yeah, I already had like three big servings. It's not like even counting the servings, but like, you know, me sirvo tres veces, le echo chili limón y le pongo cholula. I'll put some lemon in my favorite Mexican hot sauce and I'm eating my chips past fullness. I binge. I'm not restricting, but I still have some of that diet culture. Um, uh, I still have some of that stuff that I'm still working on, okay? And I just wanna be honest and transparent that I still struggle with that. So now that we cover that restriction and then the binge part of it, then you feel like a failure. Like this is an individual thing. Like it was my fault that I binged. And then you feel guilty and you feel ashamed for having done that. And then the next thing is like, okay, I'm gonna actually get better. I'm gonna follow this diet. It was my fault. Oh, you know, it was the weekend and I quote, I fell off the wagon because that's what we hear, right? Influencers say you fell off the wagon or you had your cheat meal and this cheat meal ended up being bigger than what the diet said you should be eating, right? So you're like, nah, le voy a echar ganas. Yo tuve la culpa, ya el va a empezar el lunes y ah, va a ser todo un éxito. So you're gonna start the diet on Monday and guess what's gonna happen again? Maybe you're doing great the whole week, two weeks, and then you may fall back again into that restriction, binge eating, feeling like a failure, feeling a lot of shame, and then going back again. And in this process, in this cycle, at no point does the individual blame the system. The individual blames themselves that, you know, you didn't follow the diet because it was your fault. For whatever reason, you blame yourself. But this is a toxic cycle. It's actually meant to work this way. It's meant for you to feel bad about the food that you're eating. 
because it's that food that you were restricted in the first place. So that's already a problem, right? So that's actually a big red flag. Please always check, you know, when people say, oh, this is not a diet, it's a lifestyle. And then you see that there's some type of restriction, that's a red flag. Ojo, pongan mucho ojo, okay? Es otra, es otro idioma, otro lenguaje para decir que es una dieta. Y lo dicen, es un estilo de vida, okay? So that's how the diet culture cycle works and recognizing that to slowly uh, divest from this cycle is going to take time and let me tell you let's normalize that this shit is scary it's not easy and excuse my language you already know that i already told you in my 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 first episodes that i'm going to try to show up here authentically and and use use you know my spanglish and english words as they come you might feel shitty it's not going to be easy leaving diet culture especially if you've done it for so many years of your life because you're holding on to something that gave you structure in your life when perhaps you didn't have it i mean there's so many nuances to this but i just want to normalize that divesting from diet culture is not that easy it doesn't happen from one day to another it doesn't. So please, when you are on social media or other places and they tell you, I'll help you heal your relationship with food in six, eight weeks and half a year. Orale pues, that's, tell me, I want to know more <laughs> because that doesn't work that way. I tell you as a health coach and I tell you as a, as a professor with a PhD, it just doesn't work that easy. It's not that fast. It's not like a magic pill that's gonna solve. Diet culture says like, this is a magic pill for dieting. And then also people are saying, this is how you hear your relationship with food in X number of weeks or months. Nombre, no, es que no funciona así. Toma tiempo. It takes a, a time. So what I wanna introduce to you is a framework that is actually for life. You're not supposed to have it together and it's not supposed to work for you right away and in this linear way. It doesn't work that way, okay? So let's normalize that ah, that leaving diet culture, this toxic relationship is gonna take time, okay? Just like relationships in general, you know, they it takes time to transition and especially with diet culture, okay? so. Now that we established that, let's talk about why it's so important to begin to slowly divest from diet culture. One is understanding the physical impact that it has on your well-being. I am not a nutritionist, I am not a dietitianist, but you're more than welcome to check out my profile and see all the wonderful dietitians and nutritionists that I follow. I can also put some in the show notes that can tell you more about the impact that it has on your body, especially with your you know, blood sugars, et cetera. I can just give you basic information. And I will always be transparent about that. But for sure, stuff that I know as a health coach, the physical aspects is this weight loss and gain cycle, right? Losing and gaining the weight as actually you're transitioning from, from diets is very, is very normal. Uh, oftentimes you may be craving carbs and sweets, especially if you've been depriving of that. You may be chronically tired, depending on what type of diet you're in. So that's like the physical. So, you know, I want you to pay attention to if you've done diets, 
if you're in a current diet, pay attention to how your body feels physically. Another part of why diets are harmful um, and have consequences is I want you to think about the social, me being a sociologist, is the social consequences that it has. And by that I mean is like, think about the meaningful relationships uh, that perhaps you've lost or that you haven't been able to spend time with because you're so fixated about I don't, counting your food, measuring it, worrying about if they're going to have that quote healthy food in the restaurant. It impacts your your social environment. It impacts the, the people that you're around with. Um, you may be avoiding eating in public spaces. You may avoid eating with close family or friends because you know because of the food that you're eating you uh you know basically what i'm saying here is that the diet may interfere with your social life okay um and you may also worry that other what other people may think about you and the diet that you're in so you may decide not to engage in a lot of um you know those social activities with people okay in terms of the psychological you worry a lot about your eating you're fixated about what you're eating and especially like this really strict food rules like restricting one of the big elements of diet culture is uh food rules we're going to talk about this in future episodes but that's part of the psychological it's like ah, following food rules and i invite you to think about what food rules were you were actually socialized growing up because family is a big agent of socialization and our family is the one who tells us, oh, this is the food you can eat. This is the food that you eat with this other food. Those are food rules. So even it might be benevolent, maybe our family didn't have a diet culture mentality, but they but uh, food rules are part of diet culture. So I invite you to think about your even your childhood. Um, what food rules did you follow? And I just want to mention one to give you a little bit of context. Uh, in my case, um, one of them is not to eat past seven um, and not to eat more than four, to four tortillas. <laughs> That's crazy, right? And I still kind of think about that when I'm eating. It's crazy, right? How that kind of creeps in. Um, so yeah, my family would, they wouldn't like put the tortillas away, but it's like, they would say like, oh, you shouldn't eat so many tortillas or you should be only eating X number of tortillas. So that's that's part of the food rule. Another one is you can't have dessert until you finish your food or after you eat. So dessert was always after the meal. And by that time, I'm already full. So that's a food rule. I know it doesn't sound like harmful, but those are food rules. OK, so there's like a spectrum of food rules that some are more harmful than others. But nonetheless, they are food rules. And this is part of the psychological aspect of, of dieting. Maybe you're afraid. You're afraid to feel full. You're afraid to feel hungry. You're afraid to trust your body and what it needs. I'm not kidding. This is huge. Like there is actual fear of food that that food is going to I don't know that you're going to gain weight or whatever fears you may have associated to that. Another one that I hear so often in, in my community is I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have. 
no debería de comerme esto, no debes, no te comas esto, no, no, no. <laughs> You're like, come on, that's crazy. Okay, uh, so we cover the physical, the social, the psychological, and the last one is behavioral, meaning the action. If I break this food rule, then I'm gonna eat more. If I eat too much, then I ate too much, then I'm gonna skip the next meal or I'm not gonna have snack or I ate too much, then I'm gonna go and quote, go burn it off at the gym or I'm gonna go and earn my food. I hear this so much. It's so toxic in, in social media. Burn your food, burn your food, burn the calories. You hear it in commercials that like it's everywhere. That's the behavioral part. Meaning that you're also using exercise or movement to burn off the calories to shrink your body. I said we were not going to, you know, being compassionate with ourselves. Like that was me burning, going to the gym to burn off what I ate or, or feeling guilty for what I ate. And you think about what kind of behaviors you've engaged in as you uh, were doing diets or if you're currently doing diets, I really want to invite you again, be compassionate with yourself. What have those physical uh, consequences been for your body, the social, the psychological and behavioral? These five uh, areas impact, they interfere with your life. So diet culture takes a, basically it's like this monster. <laughs> it, it's a big monster in your life. It's a big shadow in your life and everything that you do. So if you take anything from today's episode, hopefully it's thinking about these five key areas. How does diet culture live in your physical body? How has diet culture lived in, in your social relationships? How has it lived in your mind, the psychological aspect and then the behaviors? I think it's easier to think about the behaviors of our, uh, our dieting behaviors, right? Than thinking about the psychological. What is missing from us is a spiritual, you know, me being uh, spiritual and connecting to my ancestors. Uh, I really want to uh, emphasize the important that it actually also has on your spirit, that connection to your ancestors, that connection to the land is devoid, is taken by diet culture. And for me, reclaiming um, the connection to the land, to my ancestors, to my indigeneity, has been part of my healing right and so that's for me that has been unique for me but i do want to just say that for uh indigenous communities like our spirit is so important and connection to the land that diet culture takes that away and so we need to bring these conversations forward and then central because they're missing from diet culture so again i invite you to think about how has this impacted your spirit and your connection to the land, to Mother Earth, and, and living in, in relation and in gratitude to, to the beings, right? To the animals, to the plants, to, to the workers that, that feed us. Anyway, okay, so now that we covered the diet culture cycle, we covered the five different aspects of how diet culture interferes with their life, you might be thinking, ¿Y ahora qué onda? <laughs> so now what do we do? How do we say fuck diet culture? <laughs> how do we how do we move forward? 
stay tuned for the next episode. Actually, next week's episode, I have a special guest and the following solo episode, I will share with you a framework that allows you to slowly transition and divest from diet culture. Muchísimas gracias por acompañarme. Thank you so much for joining me and I will see you next week with a special guest. Muchas gracias por acompañarme en Dismantling Diet Culture, Fuck Being Calladita Podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Especially be sure to rate and review the podcast if you really like it. If you leave me a review on Apple Podcasts, you become eligible for a free 30-minute coaching session. That's right. Así como escuchaste, one free session. Once you leave your review, you can screenshot it and email it to me and I'll send you a link to sign up. If you didn't like it, don't worry, así está bien. Follow me on social media, on Instagram and TikTok at Dr. Hortensia Jimenez.